it's Aya. Welcome back to Boa If, the podcast where we navigate through life together and try to make sense of adulthood. Whether you're here by choice or you stumbled across my podcast by mistake, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate that. On today's episode, I really want to talk to you guys about anxiety, whether it's the disorder or exam-related anxiety because I'm pretty sure now it's midterms to final season for a lot of us, myself included, and let me tell you, it has been overwhelming me so much. I can't seem to get anything done on time, even though I'm pretty much always studying, so I don't see how that's been happening. If you know me, you know I'm a pretty anxious person. I've been struggling with anxiety for the past four years of my life, and... I tend to have a lot of anxiety attacks, panic attacks, over the smallest, stupidest things. But if you know anxiety, you know sometimes it's out of your hands and you can't really put a leash on it and control it. So speaking of which, I have been feeling really anxious because of everything I have on my to-do list. And I think a lot of you are going through this at the moment, which is why I chose to talk about this on today's episode. If you look at it from all angles, actually, a lot of people use the term anxiety interchangeably between someone who actually has anxiety and someone who's just stressed because they have a presentation. And while the English language uses it in both contexts the exact same way, it is not the same. Someone who gets stressed because they have a presentation doesn't necessarily have anxiety. They're just plans about something they have to do but when you're someone who suffers with anxiety you're someone who's always nervous who's always overthinking whose heart races literally for any reason whatsoever and these are just few symptoms of many while it's true that not everyone faces the same symptoms when it comes to anxiety a lot of symptoms are actually pretty common and could be seen in anyone that actually suffers with anxiety disorder. Some of these symptoms may include, but not exclude other symptoms of course, um, racing heartbeats, sweat, stress sweat, cold palms, stirring, you know, uh, I sometimes pass out from anxiety attacks and panic attacks sensory overload, and there are just many, many more symptoms. So when it comes to someone who is suffering from anxiety on a daily basis, a typical day would be like, I don't want to get out of bed because I don't know what's going to happen with my day, and just thinking about it stresses me out, and then you get all those racing thoughts in your head, you're constantly overthinking about the smallest details. You tend to be detail-oriented, and... An extreme perfectionist because you just want everything to be in place so nothing can go wrong and if anything goes wrong you blame yourself and you wonder where you could have done anything better and all of that so it can be really exhausting to go through this every single day now imagine someone who already has an anxiety disorder but also suffers from anxiety during exam season that person is probably a complete mess 
hint I am pointing fingers at myself but <laughs> that's not the point here you know I really want to be as transparent as I can with you and that's kind of why I really want to use my personal experience with a lot of things to just give you like an insight on several subjects so there's that when it comes to exams and feeling anxious because of exams I don't think a lot of schools or universities actually take that into consideration they just tell you to eat well and stay hydrated and sleep well before the exam but is that actually helping anyone it might help a few but personally it doesn't help me if anything it just stresses me out even more i'm not sure if it has anything to do with the educational systems over the world for example where i went to school it was always you need to get a high grade and for example, uh, 16 over 20 or 17 over 20 wasn't even good enough for them. Even though if you look at it, it's pretty good as a grade. So it doesn't really make sense how educational systems put that much pressure on students and then act surprised when those exact same students don't give fruitful results. I'm not here to tell you guys what you should be doing with your life or how you should be reacting to such a thing but if you want my piece of advice and I'm pretty sure you do if you're listening to this right now so thank you for trusting me with this I really really am glad you decided to come to me for advice when it comes to exams and feeling anxious about exams most of the time when you go to do an exam or a test or a presentation and you feel anxious about it it's probably because you're scared of the result because you don't want to end up with a grade that you didn't want or when you have high expectations for yourself and you go into the exam thinking okay i'll end up getting a 90 and then you get a 75 or an 80 and you just feel so disappointed in yourself even though, theoretically speaking, that is not a bad grade. But we tend to put so much pressure on ourselves and carry mountains on our shoulders, even though we were only supposed to be climbing those mountains, not carrying them. So basically, what I'm trying to say with all of this is it's okay to have high expectations for yourself. It's okay to work hard, to be perseverant, to be ambitious, to, to have high hopes and high dreams for yourself. But if you put yourself down nobody can bring you back up and i mean nobody it doesn't matter how many motivational podcasts you listen to or youtube videos or ted talks any of that won't help you because you don't believe in yourself or more likely you don't feel satisfied with yourself what i'm trying to say is <laughs> i feel like i rambled a lot right now but you feel anxious about something when you're uncertain of it when you feel like you're not up to standards and that's an issue a lot of us have faced ever since we were like in middle school i think at this point you're probably here like okay but what are you even trying to say what message are you trying to convey to us and you're right you're right i do tend to ramble a lot but it's because I have a lot of things going on through my mind and I really want to let it out, let all of it out to you so you can 
listen to what I have in mind and maybe pick up a thing or two from it. So to answer your question, what I'm trying to say is the voice we talk to ourselves with is the voice we've been hearing ever since we were children. So if you grew up in an environment that wasn't encouraging you, you had unsupportive parents, unsupportive teachers, or you were constantly being compared to your peers, or you heard the sentence, you're not doing good enough, why is your friend getting a higher grade, was your cousin doing this, why aren't you, why is so and so and so doing that, but you're not able to achieve it. And that is such a big problem. I wish it would stop, but that's just how a lot of systems were built. And I'm not saying change is impossible in those sectors, but it will take a lot of time and a lot of effort. So when you grew up around people who were telling you you're not enough and whatever you do will not be good enough, and they pressured you into achieving a certain margin of grades, or by the age of 15, you should have done this and this and that, You grow up to talk to yourself with that exact same tone. I went to school, I went to a really good school, I'm not gonna lie and say otherwise, but the school I went to was really harsh on their students. They expected extremely high grades from us. And if you were just like to pass your exam, just like barely pass it, they would tell you, you're not good enough. And how will you achieve anything if you continue like that? And while some people, I don't think there are many, but some people actually get motivated by such words. Most people don't. For this exact reason, the hardest thing I ever had to do for me to be able to grow as a person was unlearn all of that negative self-talk that had been ingrained in my brain throughout the years because of professors, because of people who were supposed to be friends but turned out not to be because of social media, I will be talking about social media's influence on self-image and self-esteem, all that, in a different episode. But for now, let's stay in our lane. Moral of this entire thing is for you to be able to not completely delete your anxiety from existence because that's not possible. You need to learn how to talk to yourself in a voice other than the voice that subconsciously became your inner child's voice. Inner child work is something very important and lately I discovered how much it really affects you as a person once you become an adult and just go into life and live your life and go through harder and harder experiences. Learn to be nice to yourself. It's easier said than done. But being harsh on yourself won't help you, it won't get you any further, and it'll only bring you down. Because as I said earlier, and I'll say it again, if you don't believe in yourself, and if you don't see yourself as enough, it doesn't matter who sees you as enough, it doesn't matter who puts you on a pedestal. You need to believe that you can do the thing. You need to believe that you're capable. You need to believe in your potential because believe me, the potential you have is endless and what you see as not enough might be someone else's milestone to achieve. Please don't compare yourself to anyone else, but that's just some food for thought. 
It's okay to feel stressed about big things coming up. It's okay to have anxious days. I had a high anxiety day today. It's been really hard. Things like that happen and things are are completely normal because we're human. We make mistakes, we learn, we go through stuff and that's what makes us us. So it's okay if you fail that test. It's okay if you barely pass. It's okay if you don't completely do that task in the most perfect way possible. At the end of the day, you did what you could do. You did your best on that day and doing your best isn't something that is stable. It's not something linear either. Sometimes your best is flash cleaning the entire house. Other days your best is just folding your laundry and that's it and that's completely okay. It's okay for you to feel tense about something but also remember that once it's done, it's done and tomorrow is always another chance for you to do better, to try another way, to look at things through a different perspective. So all I'm trying to say here is I understand what you're going through and in case you haven't heard this today yet, I am so proud of you. You're doing amazing, even if it doesn't feel like it at the moment. I know how hard it can be. And I know how hard it is to have to live with your own mind and your own thoughts yelling at you about how you're too lazy and you're never good enough and you could have done this differently. But you need to know that eventually you'll get where you're meant to be. Whether you nail that exam, whether you fail it, whether you're a no-show, you will get where you're meant to be in life. But please, be nice to yourself. Because in the end, you are all you have. Last but not least, if you expected me to give you some self-care tips or tips on how to deal with anxiety, high anxiety days, or stress before exams or presentation, I could do that, I'm about to do that, but that wasn't what I was trying to build my episode on, so yeah. What I like to do when I feel anxious, I put on some calm music, sometimes I put rainfall sounds or white noise, dark noise, whatever makes you comfortable. Sometimes I put a playlist that makes me dance, I draw, I eat a lot. A lot of people don't eat when they feel down, but I eat a lot when I'm down. And while it's not that amazing of a coping mechanism, it helps, so why not? You can also try to sleep in instead of waking up at 8 if you can wake up at 10. If you have enough time to wake up at 10 and still feel comfortable with whatever time you have left of your day to do anything that's on your to-do list, go for it. There's no shame in giving your body rest. You need to rest. Sleep is our fuel. Food is our fuel. Nature is our fuel. Going out, having fun. Everyone talks about finding the perfect balance in life, living the perfect balanced life. But truth is, it isn't that easy to balance everything at once. And it's okay if you don't have anything figured out. For the time being, stay hydrated, drink your favorite juice, have a cup of coffee if you like coffee coffee uh, I run on caffeine but anyway you can go out in nature go to the movies with your friends listen to a podcast 
I'm not hinting at anything. <laughs> just whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel fulfilled, just do it. Because in the end, this life is all we have. So live your life. seem like it at times but you're doing all that you can and it's great you're doing great on the long run you will see that this thing which you believed wasn't done properly was actually good and it was actually helpful and you just did it so as nike like to say just do it <laughs>